Thanks, Pastor Mike. All right. Well, good morning, Victory Life Church. <laughs> First time saying that as campus pastors. <laughs> There's a lot of newness. So <laughs> Let's just get it out in the open, right? <laughs> so, no, praise the Lord. Man, it is awesome to be here this morning. Thankful that you guys are all here. Um, what's up, brother? <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we're just looking forward to um, just an amazing season, an amazing season. We know that God is doing something. He is breathing on this church, um, and we are excited to be part of it. And so uh, uh, I'm thankful for Pastor Mike and Pastor Jill uh, to be able to do this together, um, to be able to work together and learn and all of that. I mean, that means an awful lot. Um, we've spent the last two weeks with staff, uh, getting to know them. I've been kind of getting to know what's in their hearts and in their brains a little bit and talking through uh, some of the, the things that we're going to adjust a little bit. But they are an amazing staff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you realize the work that goes in to today on a weekly basis. Um, I'm willing to bet you probably don't. So can we just take a moment and can we honor Pastor Mike and Jill and the staff that worked so hard to make today happen? So they are uh, super special, super special people. Um, so this morning, uh, I do have one clarification. Um, Road to Hope is Saturday. We had written down Tuesday. It's Saturday at um, a time. 12 to 2. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's Saturday at 12 to 2. It was written down uh, a different time. So, um, well, to this morning, uh, I wanna, we're, we're going to start a new series, and it's called Welcome to the Family. Uh, so we're going to go over the next four weeks, so four weeks from, from today, uh, the next four weeks, we're going to go over uh, kind of the victory life family values, I guess we're going to call it, the core values that we have. And we're going to go over one of those each week. Uh, but today I just kind of want to set the stage as to what are we doing? What, what are we doing here uh, on a Sunday? Um, and, uh, and the first question that I think I had as I was getting ready for this was, why are we here? Why Why church? Um, there's been, uh, a, there's, there's, there's probably a lot of different reasons that we come to church. Some people might like the amazing worship that we had. So why do you come to church? I come for the worship. Um, hopefully somebody says, I come for the message. No. <laughs> you know, um, but maybe, maybe it's just what you do on a Sunday. I, I come because I'm supposed to, um, you know, so, so why do we go to church? Why the church uh, can have a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. Um, and I think today I'm hoping to, to be able to clarify a little bit about that. But I thought before we even get into the why church, we have to determine what is church. Okay. Um, they, uh, there's, there's a, a, a lot of, a lot of, different things that we could say about what church is. Um, maybe you're a big golfer and you go to a golf club. And so you're like, well, that's your club. And my, 
Uh, your club is church, but my club is the golf course. Or maybe it's some other service organization and you're like, well, I see the church is just a place to do good things. There could be, again, lots of different reasons of what, in definitions of what you think church is. Uh, in 2020, there was a thing, as we talked about, there's a thing called the pandemic. And it kind of kind of redefined, it felt like, at least attempted to redefine what church was. So now all of a sudden, what is church? Well, it's whoever I want to watch online. It's this pastor. And then I'm going to flip over because I like their worship there. I'm going to, I'm going to switch over and I'm going to watch this pastor because I like how well they get into the word. Or um, you, you, can, you can just click and click and click and click. And we find that that maybe that's what church is. That's what church became was just a place, something that we could kind of almost like a spiritual buffet. I'll take a little bit from here. I'll take a little bit from here. I'll take a little bit from here. I'm not so sure that that's exactly what God intends. I'm not saying anything about online church. Obviously, we've got people watching. So we are very, very grateful that they are watching this morning. Online church is, is great to begin to connect. But ultimately, what church is, I believe it's a family. And I hope with every fiber of my being that by the end of today, you feel arms around you calling you to come closer. I want you to see church as a place where you can come, you can, you can find what it is that you're hoping for in Christ, the things that you don't even know you might need, but I want you to see it as a family. And I, I understand the concept of family can, can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Family can be joyous. I, I grew up in a wonderful home, uh, an amazing home. Jillian, an amazing home. We, had amazing, we have amazing parents, siblings. But that's not the case for everybody. So when I say family, some are like, I'm listening, and some are like, I don't want to hear anything that you have to say. I, I understand that. But I hope you hear God's heart this morning of what it is that God sees as a family. Uh, we, we can look through Romans 8.15. says, for you did not receive the spirit of, of bondage, again, to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Ephesians 1.5 says, Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. I love the story of adoption in the Bible. And when Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. Yes. Jesus' heart is not that you would you would be on your own, trying to figure out life on your own, but that you would come to him, that you would come and be part of a, of a local body. So not just hearing his call for you personally, but hearing the call also to be part of a body, be part of a family and understand 
the son or the daughter that you have been called to be. I wrote down, I hope you're taking notes. If you're taking notes, I need you to write this part down. Church is not something you attend. It is something you join yourself to. So again, as a, as a post-COVID world, if you've gone to, uh, it seems like we became much more digital than we were prior. Have you ever gone to that restaurant and you've seen the families that are all out to eat and they're like this? Yeah. And I don't know if they're communicating via text to one another because it's easier. I, don't, I literally I have no idea. But they're all seeing the, the, the tops of their each other's heads. There's, a, there's some people I know that when they get together, they take all their cell phones and they put it either in the middle of the table or in a basket because you've got to connect. Church is about connection. You're going to get only so much from this right here. But when you start to connect with one another, when you start to connect with the body of Christ in the local church, you're going to start to find things that you've, you didn't realize maybe even you were missing. So I, I've, I'm trying to think of, okay, how can, I, how can I drive this point home a little bit more? How can I maybe bring some clarity to what I mean that you can just attend church or you can choose to join the church? So I am a Lions fan. Yes, I said it, okay? I am a Li Detroit Lions fan. For those that don't follow sports, that's a football team, okay? So it's a professional football team. I've been to one game in my life, but I'm still a fan, okay? And I went to that game, and I had a blast. It was amazing. I mean, we were, I think our nose were bleeding. We were so high, okay? You know, it was like <laughs> up there. I was like, these little guys, they look so big on TV, but they're just so little. No, so we're way up. And, uh, but the, the energy in that place was awesome. I mean, we are like rooting, cheering. I mean, I'm losing my voice because I'm yelling so much. They score a touchdown. I have got every emotion possible in this building, all hoping that they win. Yeah. Duh! You know, this was a good year. I'm going to give it. This was a good year. But so here I, I, I can be there and I can attend that event and have an amazing time. But it's not the same as if I'm on the team. That's right. Now, I'm not saying you got to be a football player. There's a lot of people in that building that are trying to make that experience for the fans as well as make sure the safety of the players or whatever the case might be, they're all participating for one common goal and that's to make that game go great. Right. It's so that the people that come in will have a blast. So there's people that can choose to attend, but then there's also people that are going to do what it takes to join the team. So as a teammate, as a, 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 uh, a, a band of brothers, let's just say, on the, on the field, what are they going to do? Well, shoot, they're going to have good exercise. They got to get up in the mornings and they got to exercise and they've got to, they've got to make sure they're physically ready for the game. They're going to watch their nutrition they're not just going to learn their, their spot, what their, their role is, whether it's wide receiver, whether it's a lineman, quarterback. They're not just going to know that spot, but they're also going to know how does that affect the people 
the other people on the team. So they're not just thinking, well, I hope I have a good game. They're thinking, I hope we win. We, I hope we win. I hope we take that ball and we take it to the other end of the field and we score a touchdown. And I hope we do that more than the other team does that. So when I think of that, now I'm thinking, okay, the church. It's easy for us to come and attend here and even have emotion and even be, I'm a fan, rah, go. But I don't think that's what God's intending. We've got a lot of churches where the pews are filled or the seats are filled with people just attending And I'm calling you this morning to join, to join your hearts, to join your lives. See, uh, Jesus called Peter and Andrew. uh, They were, they were fishing one day and he says, Hey, come follow me. And they dropped everything to go follow Jesus. They gave of themselves to do what Jesus was asking. Part of, this, part of this message comes from a, a, a membership class that we have called uh, Connect to the Vision, okay? So you're kind of getting a little dabble into it, okay? But the goal this morning, the, my hope this morning is that you will be like, well, Lord, I guess I always looked at it as just a place where I would attend, but how do you want me to join myself to this body, so the, the mission statement of Victory Life Church is to attract people to the gospel of Christ and inspire them to grow. Yeah. Our number one mission, we are trying to attract people to the gospel of Christ. Is there anybody you know that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? Yeah. Yeah. So Pastor Mike and Jill do. Anybody else? Like seriously, we've got people out in this community, people in our homes, people that are in extended families that need the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't just need a good message or good worship. They don't just need to come sit here. They need to know that there is hope, that there is life that is infused through Jesus Christ. So uh, if if I'm not meant to just attend church, but to join, I give myself to the glory of God by living according to his word. I exercise my faith. See what I did there? Yeah. yeah. I run the race with endurance. Yeah. So just like a football team is going to do the, the things that are needed to stay physically, to stay mentally fit, ready for the game, we also are going to do what is needed to stay spiritually strong yeah. in order to attract people to the gospel. Amen. So I love what, uh, um, the, the the first Corinthians 12 verse 14, I'm going to just read that and then we're going to go through the rest of it. But it says, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many. And if you know anything about the body, if my arm is laying on the ground, it's not functioning very well. Or if we're all just one eye, we're not functioning very well. Every member, the human body is absolutely incredible. 
how it functions in the brain. I wish I could even get into this more. Uh, we need a doctor uh, <laughs> to explain it. But as you can just think of how the body talks to itself, every part of the body, every neuron, every vein, all the muscles, all the bones, joints, ligaments, everything working in perfect unison. When Jillian and I got, got married, I always, I saw it as the two become one, which is what the Bible says, okay? It's not just how we saw it. Two become one, but I saw it as, okay, now that means we have one mind, that's the mind of Christ, and we have one heart, and that's God's heart. That's how I viewed it for 21 years. That's, yes, we're two individual people. We're two members, but as we join together, we seek what's on God's heart. What's his thoughts for our family or for our ministry? Um, Romans 12, 4 says, For we, as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, we all work independently and yet in perfect unison. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, uh, a little story that, um, or I guess a, maybe an analogy, that Tony Evans says in a book I read of his, Pastor Tony Evans, um, and it's about a football team. A football team, the 11 players on offense, again, they strategize, they work together, they know their parts, they're functioning, they're making plays, and so what they can do is they can advance the football. But he said in this, and this, this caught my attention, just as, as solid or as determined as the offense is to go advance the ball, there are 11 players on the other side of the, the field, on the other side of the ball, strategizing, working their tails off, functioning together to try to stop that ball from advancing. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, this is Jesus speaking, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. There is an enemy strategizing and doing everything possible to stop the kingdom of God from advancing. If we don't come together, because the world is watching, if we don't come together and function as a team, we're not going to be as effective as God intends advancing this ball and being able to counter, okay, the enemy thinks he knows our play, we'll come at him a different way. But we have got to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ and we've got to do it together. I said the enemy is looking to steal hope and joy from people's lives. He steals before he can kill your dreams and destroy your family. Being aware of that, but Jesus said in Luke 4, 18 and 19, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. We together will do whatever it takes to connect, reach, and change lives. A half-in, half-out, casual approach to Christ 
as well as to the local church will not make the impact needed to reach the community. I pray that by the Spirit of God, you are getting the urgency that is needed. That you are feeling the call closer to the Lord's heart. We cannot give up. We must be a family that sticks together, not giving away ground to the enemy. But how many of you know that family can be messy at times? It's not perfect. And in some ways, I'm not so sure it's intended to be perfect. When we left, we, we were with the church, uh, my father-in-law's church for about 18 years before we came to Victory Life. And in between there, I just remember, I felt like I was in a little bit of no man's land. Wasn't sure really where me and my family were supposed to land. The kids were loving Victory Life. But I was just, I don't know, it was just something, something strange was going on. And uh, my buddy, I call him Tark, but my buddy, uh, my buddy Chris, he's a pastor over in Marshall. He looked at me one day and we were just having coffee together and he goes, Luke, he goes, there's something about imperfect people coming together in church that God just seems to bless. And I, that has, that's been four or five years ago. And I never forgot, forgot that. I'm not asking you to be something you're not. Attract people to the gospel and inspire them to grow. I'm not asking you to stay the same. I'm praying that you will, you will see that by connecting with the local church, you'll be inspired to grow. That in one year from now, you can look and you can be I'm not the same as I once was. That's right. I, I, I've grown. I might not even be able to put my finger on it, but I see that I love my wife a little bit better. I treat my kids maybe a little bit better. I understand his word a little bit more. This isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. But day after day, week after week, month after month, we give ourselves to him. We submit ourselves, you know, to the, to the, to the, I want to be really careful on how I word that. I was going to say, submit ourselves to the local church. Don't make that sound weird. <laughs> but we come in and we join together as a body. I wrote 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. And when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's not just about where you are today, but it's where you want to go. If you want to grow, I, pay, I pray you will join yourself here. You've got to find the place you're going to grow. As I wrote down, I, I said, this is not sermon-driven. This is a relationship, an involvement-driven. In families, we, we sometimes say things we don't mean. It doesn't come out the way we want. Sometimes we are encouraging. Sometimes we're correcting. 
Sometimes we're challenging. It's family. In 1 Corinthians, as I get ready to close here, 1 Corinthians 15, it says, If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not part of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would, it, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. I'm going to stop right there. You know, I understand there's times where not everybody gets along. And it's family. And I look back at my own life. I look at how I've treated people. I look at how I've treated family, the son I've been, the son-in-law, the husband, the father. And honestly, there's things that I see and I'm like, man, I wish I could have a do-over. Has anybody ever rolled their ankle before? You know, you're, oh man. And so what do you do? You overcompensate with the other foot, right? You put all your pressure on that other foot. Over a long term, that's not good. You're going to end up messing something else up. But while this is healing, while my ankle is healing, this leg is able to take some of the pressure. Can we bear one another's burdens? Can we be patient? Long-suffering? Can we encourage one another? This is life. It's not just a Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. No, this is life. This is tomorrow, it might get hard. The next day, it might get easy. Next day, it might get hard. But if we can commit and give ourselves fully to Christ, even fully to one another, and say, I got your back. You got mine? Thank you, because I might need you someday. Like, you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's every single day. So I can come to Christ, I can meet him, I can re receive from him, and then I can go. Or I can come to Christ, meet him, receive from him, and follow him. That's right. And I'm asking you today to follow him. That's right. Okay, everybody, let's go ahead and, and bow our heads. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I just pray for anybody here right now.
Lord, that feels that call to join to the body of Christ, to join to the local church. Lord, I pray for those that have, whether they've sat in the pews for the seats for 20 years, Lord, they've sat, this is their first time ever being here. They know you as Savior and Lord. But they feel the call to join, to be engaged, to be part. Lord, I pray that you would give them strength. God, that you would lead them, that they would connect by coming and talking to somebody. in engaging and helping to attracting people to the gospel of Christ and we can inspire them to grow. With every head bowed, eye closed, there could also be somebody here that hears the term adoption They hear the term son or daughter. They hear the term belonging. They hear the term be part of a family. Ultimately, ultimately the number one thing is that you are joined to Christ. That Christ is your savior. That's where it all starts. That's our our number one hope for you today is that you know Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. I believe that there is one question every heart has to have answered, and that is, is my heart right with God? You might say, I hope so. I think so. You might say, I try hard to be a good person. Listen, trying harder is not going to make your heart right with God. It's going to exhaust you. Simply trusting. Putting your faith. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. It is a beautiful promise. So I'd like to give you that opportunity this morning that if you want to accept and ask Jesus to come rescue your heart, that you want to give your life to him, will you go ahead and raise your hand We're going to pray here in just a second, but I want to acknowledge, if you want to ask Jesus into your heart to put your trust in him, go ahead and raise your hand right now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you raised your hand or you meant to, we're going to pray. I want you to repeat this prayer after me in church if you'll pray along with me. Say, oh, Heavenly Father, say it out loud. Oh, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and rose again. Father, forgive me for all that I've done wrong, and I choose to forgive all others. Come into my life, both today and forever. I am yours. 
In Jesus' name. Amen.